0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Did you know that the Bible tells us we are to have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord? Do you know the difference between relationship with Jesus and religion with Jesus? Let's open our Bibles now to Mark chapter 2 and spend a little time walking in the green fields with Jesus Christ our Lord. good afternoon and welcome to another teaching. Today is Monday January 18th. It's Martin Luther King Day here in the United States. Um, Martin Luther King was a uh, Christian minister um, for those who don't know and a uh, and you know maybe the greatest civil rights activist um, certainly that, that we've known and uh, did a lot to bring equality uh, in the United States and, and I'm sure his influence is felt around the world. And so uh, today in the United States, we're celebrating his birthday. Uh, financial markets are closed. Banks are closed. Schools are closed um, in in celebration of that. Um, and he was a minister of Jesus Christ, which is the most important thing of all. Um, so... Well after one in the afternoon here in Texas, uh, hopefully everyone's doing well um, Today we're going to discuss mark chapter two verses twenty three through twenty eight it's a uh It's a little story hidden here at the end of uh mark chapter two um, of Jesus and his disciples walking through the grain fields and the applications in this teaching are are uh are really profound in the insights. That Jesus gives us here um, when it comes to you know just some some very important aspects of uh of the church and of, uh, and of our personal walk with him, so we're going to go ahead and pray, invite the Lord into our time, and then we'll get right into it well, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for your favor, your mercy, and your goodness on our lives. Father, we do invite you into this time. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for your grace. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open the word of God. We commit this time into your hands, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, our only Lord and God and Master and Savior and King. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Mark chapter 2, verses 23 to 28. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread which is lawful only for priests to eat and he also gave some to his companions then he said to them the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath so the son of man is lord even of the sabbath wow thank you lord jesus that is a uh, that is a, uh, a an immense statement when jesus says so the son of man is lord even of the Sabbath, that is a uh, that is an overwhelming statement. Jesus is saying, "I am the boss of the Sabbath. I'm the boss of all the commandments, and the Sabbath is there to to help us. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath." And so we're going to see how the religious leaders of of Jesus's day, uh, in many ways, just had things mixed up um and and we have it in our day in uh you know in the church today there are just many ways that that we we just need to to get revelation from the lord with with how we're misapplying things how we misunderstand things um jesus is is interested in not in religion he's interested in relationship with you and with me um and that starts by receiving him that starts by Receiving Jesus as your as your Lord and Savior, um, you know I've I've asked many people in in my Christian life. You know, have you have you ever prayed, literally prayed, and asked Jesus to come into your heart and to be the Lord of your life and to save you from your sin and to bring you to heaven when you die? And they'll say, um, many times people have said, well, well, no, I guess I I mean I believe in Jesus. And I'll explain when the Bible says to believe in Jesus, it's not saying to believe that Jesus existed. Of course, Jesus existed. Okay, Jesus Christ is a historical figure, and the Bible makes it clear he is God. To believe in Jesus means to have your full confidence and trust and reliance in Jesus as your only Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of your sin and the salvation of your soul. To believe in Jesus means to be actively relying on Jesus right now as your only hope for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul and to bring you to heaven when you die. Romans 10 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on the one they haven't believed in? How can they believe in the one they haven't heard? And how can they hear, you know, unless someone preach it or speak it to them, right? But you notice it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And how can they call on the one they haven't believed in? So you have to you have to believe in Jesus first, but then in an act of faith, you call out to Jesus. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Have you, wherever you are today, have you called on Jesus? Have you literally gone to him in prayer and said, Lord Jesus, I do confess that I'm a sinful person. And I confess that I I just, I cannot save myself. I'm hopeless, Lord Jesus. Therefore, Jesus, I do place all my faith and trust and confidence in you alone as my only Lord and Savior. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life and to save me from my sin and to bring me to heaven when I die. Have you called on Jesus and asked him to be the Lord of your life? In calling on him, you're, you're placing your trust in him, right? Um, now, again, it's the trust in your heart, the reliance in your heart. And, and we just, in an act of faith, we, we just call on Jesus, right? Um, and that's where it all begins. Everything begins with knowing Jesus Christ as your only Lord and Savior. Verse 23. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. And as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. Wouldn't that be nice today? One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. Wouldn't you like to walk along with Jesus through the grain fields today? Could there be anything better than walking with Jesus through the grain fields? And we can. Let's do that, y'all. Let's walk with Jesus through the grain fields of life. Let's walk with Jesus. Let's walk along with Jesus. I mean, is that, doesn't that sound exciting? just to be walking with Jesus? What are the grain fields in your life? And in my life? Father, we we really, our heart's desire, Father, is that like these disciples, we wanna walk along with Jesus through all the various grain fields of our life, Father. We wanna experience relationship with our Lord Jesus, our master, our king, and our God. Jesus, we love you. And we bless you and we thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to walk with you through the grain fields, Lord, and experience your presence, your joy, your love, your mercy, your teaching, your favor, even as the disciples did with you 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields. Now, in the Old Testament, uh, the Sabbath was the seventh day of the week. It was Saturday. You know, it, the the Sabbath was a day of rest, a day to to rest from your work, um, whatever it is you were doing, and to just to have a day to to contemplate, you know, the Word of God, to contemplate the goodness of God and the love of God. Um, And, and they were, they, they set that up based on, you know, um, God gave Moses the, the 10 commandments and the fourth commandment, um, is remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. That's the fourth commandment. Um, today I was blessed to have a a big brother of mine who's been a a real blessing in my life uh, since I've been saved. His name is Jason. And, um, you know, him and I went through these scriptures together. Um, you know, we had also prayed about some other things and what, uh, going on in our lives. And, um, you know, but he walked through these scriptures together with me. Um, and, uh, you know, we did different aspects of study and, you know, the Sabbath is the, the, the fourth commandment. And and it was, you know, to keep it holy, meaning just to, just to, to walk upright with, with the Lord, to not, um, you know, to, to rest from your work. And that was made to emulate. The reason it was on Saturday is because in the creation story in Genesis, it says that on the seventh day, God rested from his work of creating. If you'll remember a few podcasts back, we did a, uh, a podcast on Colossians 1, verses 15 to to 20. And it talks about how Jesus was the one who created everything. Uh, Jesus, God the Son, it says, you know, remember it says, he is the image of the invisible God. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Um, Everything was created by Jesus. Jesus is God. We've said many, many times, we have a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, they're all one, and they're complete unity, but they're also three separate entities. Uh, and they're all God, which is to say they're all all-powerful, they're all all-knowing, and they're all everywhere, omnipresent. Um, so when it says one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, they're talking about here in the scriptures, Mark is referencing a Saturday. Now the Sabbath changed. When, when Jesus was raised from the dead, the early church and back all the way in history, the church changed it. And there are some references, you know, in the book of Acts, as Jason and I were studying today to, uh, to how the the Sabbath was changed to Sunday from Saturday. It was changed to the first day of the week. Because that's the day that Jesus was raised from the dead. And really now, the single most important part of every day is remembering Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Right? So now, you know, we go to church on Sundays because it... It's a time where we can mark the day Jesus was raised on a Sunday morning. So you go to church on a Sunday morning, um, you know, and the first thing you're remembering is Jesus Christ who died for you, who was punished for you, who was in the grave. And on the third day, Sunday morning, he was raised from the dead. Um, and so that's how it, it got changed in history. And so it says that they were... They were going through the grain fields, Jesus was, um, and his disciples are following him. Um, and they began to pick some heads of grain. Now, in Deuteronomy, it makes it very clear that if, if people were walking through grain fields, they were allowed to, to pluck up the grain with their hands you know, and to eat it if they were hungry, but they weren't allowed to harvest it like with harvesting tools or a sickle. But I learned from, uh, my big brother, Don, um, from Wednesday's or last Wednesday's Bible study, verse 24, it says the Pharisee said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Um, well, they weren't doing what is unlawful and, uh, Don had, had shared with us, and I did not know the exact number, but he did, that, that the teachers of Jesus' day and before had made up 613 extra regulations, specific commandments that you had to follow, and they even made it equal to the word of God, which is absurd, of course, right? And that's a very good example that nothing can come alongside the word of God. There is no equal to your Bible. There is no book that's equal to your Bible. The U.S. Constitution is amazing. It's nowhere near what the Bible is. The Bill of Rights is tremendous. It's nowhere near what the Bible is. Okay, In all the other books from all the other religions or all the other denominations, there is nothing but the word of God. Our lives are about the Son of God and the Word of God, completely and totally. But these these Old Testament priests and Pharisees had made up 613 extra rules and regulations, and they were a tremendous burden to the people. And as Jason and I were discussing, we, we, we have done this today in the body of Christ. We have unnecessarily burdened. As ministers, we have often unnecessarily burdened our brothers and sisters with Christ with things that aren't in the scripture. Now, let's make it clear. Um, the Bible is the word of God uh, from beginning to end. And everything that's in it, we need to learn it. We need to understand it. And we need to teach it. And we need to live it out. Every part of it, we can't just pick and choose the parts we like and leave out the parts we don't like, right? We can't just decide that that we love the grace of God, we love the love of God, but you know what? We don't like the discipline of God or the wrath of God, so we're not going to talk about that. Um, we have to take the whole scripture, but we can't add to the scripture, okay? Our job is to teach the word of God as ministers or teachers and and get out of its way, Ireland, Right? We get out of the way of the word of God, Esther. Um, It's the scripture that transforms us, right? I'll say again, it's the son of God and the word of God and the spirit of God will always come alongside the word of God. It's actually called the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. So uh, you notice that the Pharisees come and, 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 and here is another you know, another aspect that we, that we want to do a better job of. Okay. The Pharisees should have come and praised Jesus. They should have worshiped Jesus. They should have, you know, they should have commended Jesus. Right. But the the first thing they want to do is find, you know, is to question him, uh, you know, about his disciples. They should have wanted to be one of his disciples. What they should have said, they should have came Jason to Jesus, and they shouldn't have said, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? They should have came and said, Lord Jesus, I guess it's okay for us to pluck the heads of grain because if they're doing it and you're okay with it, we're okay with it. The foundation of your life is if Jesus says yes, it's yes. If Jesus says no, it's no. Nothing else matters. Nobody else matters, okay? At, at, the, at, the, at the foundation of it all, it matters nothing what anyone else says. It doesn't matter what our pastor says. It doesn't matter what elders say. It don't matter what your mom says. Ultimately, all that matters is what Jesus says, okay? Now listen, all right? Obviously, when our pastors and elders and, and parents are teaching us, the word of God and teaching us biblical principles, we want to do it. But you don't do it because your pastor said it. You don't do it because um, an elder said it. You don't do it because your mom or dad that said it. You certainly don't do it because I said anything. You do it because Jesus said it. You do it because it's in the word of God. And that's all that matters. And that's what these teachers should have came to Jesus. They should have came to Jesus and said, you know, Lord, we... We have these traditions, but, but it seems like um, that these aren't your traditions, so can you help us? And that's how we ought to posture ourselves before Jesus, but consistently throughout the Gospels, and I, and I fear in my own life, there are times that I go to Jesus like I know what's up or I know what's better. Now, Jesus doesn't owe them an explanation, but these are disciples of Jesus the Pharisees are trying to impose their traditions on him, and Jesus is not having it. There are, there are areas where we add things today. One of, the, one of the grave mistakes that's made, and it's been made in, in different churches and different denominations, is when we add works to salvation. Okay, uh, uh, That is a grave mistake of adding to the word of God. The word of God is clear, May, that you're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. There is nothing we can add to that, Molly. There is literally nothing you can add to what Jesus has done. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified and that's it. I've said this before in previous podcasts, the best five minutes I live would send me to hell because All of the things we do, all the good works we do, which we should do, none of that can save us. It can't help save us. It will hurt us because everything we do has some measure of stain in it. It doesn't have absolute purity. And to stand before God our Father, we have to stand in absolute purity, absolute holiness. And that can only come through the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. Holiness only comes when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I've said this before, when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, all of your sin, all of it, past, present, and future, is credited to Christ at the cross, and his perfect righteousness, Charles, is credited to you. And that exchange is the heart of the Christian gospel. The perfect righteous life that Jesus lived in exchange for the sinful ungodly, disobedient life that I have lived. It's just, it's amazing. It's, it's almost, it's incomprehensible. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, there's nothing we can add to what Jesus has done. And so we want to be careful. Um, Jesus is going to say here, he's going to go on to talk about, he's going to speak about the Sabbath. And we've made that a religion as well jesus is going to teach here in verse 27 then he said to them the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath verse 28 so the son of man is lord even of the sabbath did you hear that jesus is the boss of everything but he wants to make it clear that that the sabbath that this was always put in place to help us we're not here to help the sabbath We're not here to serve the Sabbath. We're not here to serve Saturday or Sunday. Saturday and Sunday are here to serve us and to help us to walk with Jesus more deeply and more intimately and more obediently. The Sabbath doesn't need our help. The commandments don't need our help. Jesus don't need our help. We need him. Hence, verse 28, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. The Pharisees would have fell over when they heard this. What what did he just say? Did he say the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath? Jesus just said, I'm the boss of the Sabbath. As my uh, brother Jason said, Jesus created the Sabbath. So he's the boss of it. It's important for us to understand one day, is not more important than another, okay? Yes, you go to church on Sunday and that's good, but go to church Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, Saturday. You can go to church every day. You can worship Jesus from right inside your house and have church wherever you are. You can have church in your car, you can have church wherever you are right now. You can have fellowship with Jesus, community with Jesus. Right now it's good to go to church on Sunday or whatever day they're holding church. To go to church to listen to a good Bible-based message to have worship together and praise, but you know that ought to be a, a, you know that ought to be the a, a small part of your walk with Christ. You ought to be having fellowship and community with Jesus uh, throughout your day, every day, and then you go to church to be a blessing, to be encouraged and to encourage other people, right? We don't want to get caught up in the religion of, well, my church meets on Saturday. You know, well, my church meets on Sunday. Well, we have Wednesday night service. Well, that's all wonderful. Okay. The day doesn't matter. The day really means nothing at all. Okay. When Jesus, when it's said that Jesus is the Lord, even of the Sabbath, that means he's not only the Lord of Saturday. He's the Lord of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Jesus is Lord of all seven days. And since he is the Lord of all seven days, you want to be in fellowship with him in community with him and relationship with him and obedience to him and and repentance on all seven days. Me and Jason had church today. I, I met with a close brother of mine yesterday. His name's Jason too. And we had church. And then I was in church yesterday. And so we uh, we want to make sure that, that our lives are about relationship and not about religion. Okay? Um, sometimes religion is just a part of our lives and we go to religion classes or something like that. That was never the intention. The intention of Jesus, the reason he came is so that you could... You could have relationship. When your sins are forgiven, you actually come into relationship with God the Father as your Heavenly Father and, and Jesus as your Lord and your Savior and your Master and your King and your God. You're the bride of Christ and the Holy Spirit is your guide and your Comforter and you have relationship with the Trinity. Um, and so the Word of God. The commands of God, the whole Old Testament and the New Testament, the whole whole Bible was was given for us so that we can know Jesus better and walk with him more deeply. We want to to clearly clearly spend time in our Bible and to to, uh, know what it says and to obey what it says, but you don't want to add to it. You don't want to make it harder than it needs to be you don't want to make it less than it needs to be it's the word of god it's the scriptures and we dare not add our our opinions or our thoughts to it our job and my job here when i teach these podcasts is just to just to teach these scriptures thank you lord jesus father i do ask you to to help us one and all lord to to truly live our lives moment by moment, day by day in the word of God and in Jesus Christ, our Lord, the son of God, pursuing deeper, more intimate relationship with you, Father, through Jesus, our Lord. Father, I ask you to help us and reveal to us just any areas of our lives where, where we're really living or acting in, in in a more religious way than we are a relational way father at the same time i do pray that we would be men and women of god that have a heart to know you and love you and obey you and repent where we fall short um father we love you we bless you and we thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives we thank you that that you gave the sabbath for us and that we are not for the sabbath and father we thank you that jesus is lord of all even of the Sabbath. And so, Lord, we just worship you and thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 25. So remember, the Pharisees come to him, and they should have come to him in humility. They should have come to him and humbly submitted to his way of doing things. But in, So they say to him, look. And they want to point out, you know, what his disciples are, are doing wrong. Um, we, we ought to have a heart to, to, to get fixed what's, what's right in our own life first. You know, it, it, it takes a certain nerve to go to Jesus and point out what his people are doing wrong when they've got a dozen things wrong in their own lives. Remember when Jesus said, first get the, the log out of your own eye, and then you can help the brother with the speck in his eye. Um. And this is what Jesus says, he answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. So what we notice first in verse 25, big brother, is he says, have you never read? So. And that really ought to be our response. When people come to us, when they want to ask questions of why we're doing this or why we're doing that, it ought to be, have you never read? Have you not read your Bible? Have you not studied the scriptures? Do you not know what the word of God says on this? Do you not know what the son of God says on this? You see that? Jesus knew his Bible. Okay. It's, it's notable here that he quotes the scriptures in Samuel. Okay, Jesus knew the word of God. He believed it to be the word of God. The Bible is the living word of God. When you read the scriptures, you're you're reading the literal words of God. And when you do that, they're feeding your spirit, feeding your soul. So when he says, have you never read? He's pointing these pastors, these teachers, these religious leaders, these Pharisees. He points them to the scriptures. Okay. And he points them um, to a time uh, when King David um, was hungry and they were in real need, you know, um, and, you know, he enters, Jesus says, the house of God. And he eats a, a, a consecrated bread, which was set aside for priests. Okay, so that these priests would eat this bread and have this for their food, right? And it and it and it was a, re, a religious ritual set up for by you know in the Old Testament. But Jesus points out that 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 God is more concerned, that He is more concerned with with human beings with human need remember jesus says when they were hungry and in need jesus is more concerned with human need and taking care of people than he is religious ritual you see that sometimes we can get caught up and as i've said um as these pharisees do sometimes we can in the body of christ today as christians today we can we can sometimes get caught up in religious ritual and just and just forget about people scott we can just uh you know we could care more about religious ritual than we do about god's people and father i ask you to forgive us forgive us lord when we uh when we have a deeper concern over over religion and rituals and traditions than we do over your people. Father, help us, Lord, to set these things aside, help us to obey the word of God, but at the same time, Father, help us to uh, to follow this example of our Lord Jesus, that, that your concern is more for people and human beings than uh, religious rituals and traditions. Thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you. Mm. Have you never read what David did, Chris? We need to be in our Bible and reading our Bible. Studying the word of God, Matthew. Feeding in the word of God, Anthony. We need to be in the scriptures. Have you never read what David did, Esther? Are y'all reading the Bible? Are Are you feeding in the scriptures? Jesus is saying to these Pharisees that if you had read your Bible and studied your Bible, you wouldn't have to ask this question. You would have known that one of your 613 extra rules and regulations um, has no application here. It was wrong. Like my big brother Don showed me. Jesus points out that when they were hungry and in need, King David had the revelation that he wasn't just being cavalier, right? But, you know, uh, they needed the food. They were hungry and in need. And so he wasn't going to wait for r- religious regulation. And, th- and that's what we need to do today. We need to make sure that we're not bogged down by religious regulations. You don't, you don't need any regulation to go help somebody, to go bless somebody, to go encourage somebody. Okay? No matter where they are. They can be any religion in the world. Go love them. Go bless them. But do it in the name of Jesus. Help everyone you can. And the only consecrated bread that you need is Jesus. Jesus said, David entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread. Well, the bread that you have and the bread that I have is Jesus. Jesus is the bread of life. Wow. Pow, pow. The bread of life, Melanie. Are you eating the consecrated bread? Now, yes, when we go into church, you know, we uh sometimes you take communion and, you know, that's a participation in the body and blood of Jesus Christ, okay? Um, it's a sacrament that's meant, that's not for him, by the way, okay? Doesn't help him, okay? When you take communion to church, it's not for Jesus, it's to help you. Everything is for you. Baptism, when you go to get baptized, that's not to help Jesus. These sacraments are for us. But again, you can't make them religious requirements. Some people, you know, some, there'll be different places, different churches that every time you go, you got to take communion every time, every time, every time, every time, every time. Okay. Communion is good for you. Okay. But not as a religious ritual. That makes sense. Um, there are some churches where, you know, if you're a woman, you got to go in there and, and, and you have to have your dress down to your ankles every week. Now, certainly the Bible says that, that we ought to dress modestly. Okay. Um, and, and that speaks for itself. We, we make all these extra regulations, extra rules, extra commands, you know, most of these are put on the women. Now I'll say again, I'm not licensing, you know, um, you know, dress that's, uh, that's not modest. The Bible says that, that, that women ought to dress modestly. And of course, as, as men, we ought to. Uh, my brother was Jason was telling me he was, he was part of a church when he was a very young boy that, that, you know, men had to be shaven every time. And, you know, um, you know, you, you, you really couldn't, uh, you weren't supposed to watch TV. Again, we just put all these regulations that are not in the Bible. It's okay if you want to watch a TV show. It's okay. I mean, I'd be in trouble if I had to shave every day. Um, shaving a good thing, you know, giving yourself to time with the Lord and away from TV is a good thing, but, but we can't make these rules and regulations. You see what Jesus is doing here? He's trying to show them that these rules and regulations and traditions can often do more harm than good. Of course, people should dress modestly, okay? But you don't make a rule over it. Well, she's got to have a a dress down to her ankle. She's got to have her, her hair in a bun up to the top. She's got to have a bow in there. It's got to be this color. Ridiculous, okay? And then we get distracted by these things and we miss the single most important thing and that's the consecrated bread, Jesus Christ. And that's the bread that you want to be eating every day. And I'm not talking about communion now. I'm talking about the spiritual bread of Jesus, the Bible, the word of God. You want you to you be partaking with Jesus Christ moment by moment, day by day, every day, week by week, year by year for the rest of your life. And really, that's all that matters. And the more you do that, the more everything else will handle itself. Because you notice it says here uh, that that it was only lawful for the priest to eat. Well, here's the good news. It's lawful for everyone to eat, okay? Everyone can have some Jesus, okay? Give your life to Jesus Christ today. Receive him into your heart, Molly. And, and everything is yours. Molly is quite a godly Christian woman. Her name just came to my mind. Um, again, I think. No more is it lawful only for the priests. Everybody can partake in Jesus. Everyone can. And, and, and there's as much Jesus as you want. The good news is you're not restricted anymore. It's The way to Jesus is wide open. Relationship with Jesus is wide open. He wants to hang out with you today and spend time with you today and have relationship with you today. What he doesn't want, Chris is religion with you today. He wants to spend time with you. And how do you do that? You do it by spending time in your Bible. You do it by spending time in prayer, in worship, in praise, in repentance. Repentance is just coming to the Lord where you know you've made mistakes and saying, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me. Father, help me. I'm sorry. I want to help me to do this better. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Everything we have in the word of God. Do you all understand God doesn't need anything? But we need everything. And that everything is in Jesus. Literally, everything is in Jesus Christ. There is so much in Jesus, right? Beyond we could ask or imagine. We can't even think of how much there is in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3 says, right? When Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, you could say that about everything. Everything we have in the word of God is made for you. And when you receive it, God is glorified in that. God is magnified in that. He doesn't need all that. He deserves all that. And remember, Jesus, the son of man, is Lord. He's Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus is the boss of the Sabbath. Jesus is the boss of everything. Remember in Matthew 28 when he said, all authority on heaven and earth is given to me. Jesus not only created everything in heaven and earth, Colossians 1, he's the boss of everything on heaven and earth. The Father delegated that. God the Father gave that to God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit lives in you if you know Jesus Christ today. Well, Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love, Lord. Father, we thank you. Um, We just ask you to help us to walk with Jesus, Lord, through the grain fields. Lord, we'd all love to just be walking with Jesus through the grain fields today. Plucking off that head of grain, Lord. Lord Jesus, we ask you to walk with us today through whatever grain fields we're in, wherever we are and with whomever we're with. Lord, I ask you to to keep distractions from us, Lord, and help us to stay focused on your word, Lord, and on your love. And Lord, I pray that we would be like you when you said, have you never read what David did, Lord? Help us to be men and women who read and study and meditate on the word of God, always with a heart that we might better know the son of God, Jesus Christ our true consecrated bread, the bread of life, our only Lord and Master and Savior and King and God. Jesus, we know that you are the Lord of all. Lord, we do know and we thank you, Lord, that the seven days a week, not just the Sabbath, Lord, but every day is ours in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. If you'd like to email us directly, you can reach us at contactkingdomd.org. At